Hey guys, uh, welcome back. I'm Philip Molina, and this is Rogue Theory. It's our new show where we just have some casual, fun conversation with some casual, fun nerds that we know from the internet or also some from uh, being our neighbor. But it's also going to have informed and crazy, weird theories uh, coming from these people who I want to introduce you to right now. Uh, so we got our boy Eric Voss. Hey, oh, hey there we go. Shush. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, hometown here. Uh, and then uh, our friend Nate Sherman is joining. Us. I'm Nate. Yeah, yeah. I'm Nate. Nate's a very good friend of ours. Performed a lot of comedy, but also a big fan of uh, the topics that very. we cover. Uh, you, and, and this is—is is this your first foray into this kind of uh, nerd talk show where people do this for a living? Yes, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I played Dungeons and Dragons on a live stream okay. before, so I think you know this is just like that, right? Exactly. Very oh, similar. Yes. Yeah, lots of voices cool. uh, from yeah, Eric. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. basically. Uh, and then, uh, kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum, uh, you're very seasoned in in this space, Marquia McCarty. Uh, everyone uh, from DC Daily, Nerdist. Uh, you have like some other thing that's coming out soon, I think, right? Yeah, uh, all deaf on all deaf digital. Uh, they have a new show called Gamepad, and my episode will be airing July second. So you can check out my Gamepad uh, at DC. Awesome, nice. great. All right, uh, thank you guys so much for uh, joining us. Hey, let's get right into it. Let's talk about a Marvel thing. Yes. Surprise, surprise. What? <laughs> right. uh, Black Widow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. So Marvel has been extremely tight-lipped about all, any Black Widow details. They're starting to do that thing where they're like, hey, we're maybe casting this person, which mm-hmm. always turns out to mean we're like in the middle of shooting uh, mm-hmm. and this yeah. person's been cast for, for months and months. Right. Uh, but a lot of like interesting images have been leaking, honestly, uh, and some other details about the film. So one thing that we would definitely want to talk about now is Florence Pugh. Is that how you say it? Yes. Florence Pugh? Uh-huh. Or is it Pug H? Yeah, uh, sure you know what? H. No, I love. Yeah. Let's call her Puggish. Right. Yeah. Uh, because that's that's, mm. that's uh, her DJ. That would be awesome. I think uh, it's French for puff. But, oh, yeah. that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Uh, okay, so she's potentially going to play Yelena uh, Belova, who would eventually take over the role of Black Widow. There's all kinds of other stuff, by the way, that uh, is Black Widow news that I think Eric is going into some of that too. And, yeah, you can and watch the video on the channel right now. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But what I uh, what I want to uh, talk about actually right now is just this idea of it looks like they're going to do this thing where they just hand off the Black Widow role to another actress. Obviously, it's another character. And we've all kind of theorized, well, how is the MCU going to deal with actors either aging out or their contracts being up? And it kind of seems like, you know, with uh, Bucky uh, and Sam potentially kind of taking over the Captain America mantle uh, and this happening with Black Widow, it seems like they might just kind of bring in new characters but to play the same mm-hmm. uh, titular character, uh, take over the mantle. Uh, do you guys like that? Do you guys think that that's like the right way to do it? Uh, of course. Uh, with uh, the Falcon being the new Captain America, because, you know, like, dude got the shield from Captain America. It's like, it. that's that's it. a thing. You know, that's earned. Uh, I, I really enjoy the whole passing of the mantle thing, whenever that can happen. You know, when we don't have a character die saving our planet and the universe and then can't pass on who's going to be the next Iron Man. I have issues. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, absolutely with this. I really enjoy the idea of having Natasha saying to someone like to a protege or to a not necessarily a protege, let's say to a, a rival, be like, yeah, you got the goods. You got all the mm. goods that I have, you just have it in a different way. You need to carry on this name. I love that. And that whole scene would be taking place with her as a force ghost. You got the goods. Well, I think they killed off the Scarlett goods. Johansson and they're going to use CGI to put her on a body The double. actress? Oh, yeah. She's, oh, my God. <laughs> has anyone checked in on her? <laughs> she's been yeah. killed off. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, I love the idea. My hope is that they continue to do it where they file underneath the new guard that's coming, like the new big three. Uh, So like, to me, it's like, okay, we had that story for a decade. We had Black Widows and Captain America, like that type. My hope is that we can keep that up, but have them be underneath Spider-Man, Captain Marvel, I don't know, Doctor Strange, whomever else we want in that big three. Mm -hmm. Uh, That to me, I think is a cool idea because that's, that's kind of like comics the way it is, right? Where it's like Thor now uh, is, is a lady. It's Lady Thor, right? And so it's like it just keeps passing forward. So I think that's a really cool idea. Yeah. Cool. I, to me, it kind of reminds me of that theory that James Bond, the name James Bond, is like an invented alias. And right. really, that's why there's so many different actors playing James Bond. It's not just 007. It's it's a name. It's a title. Yeah. It's like a superhero thing. It's a legacy thing. It gets passed down to future generations. I think if you bring in Florence Pugh right now, and this being the first Scarlett Johansson uh, solo origin movie, that's 
puts a lot of pressure on Florence to immediately have to take over this character in a next Black Widow appearance. It'd be nice if we had a few more appearances of Scarlett Johansson in her own solo movies or things set in the past, and then Florence Pugh could kind of be there as a rival Yelena Belova character who's trying to steal that title mm -hmm. away from her, her uh, ghost of her KGB past who's hunting her down so that she can kind of be gradually brought in the way that Tom Holland was a Spider-Man mm -hmm. in Captain America Civil War, he didn't immediately have to take over as the front man right away. Um, I think it would put a ton of pressure on her, but I, I would like to, for all these characters to kind of be removed from the actors playing them so that we can potentially see new casting choices in the future. I, I, I agree with that where I like that, you know, the the people playing them, I mean, we we all get older or some of us get older. Uh, you don't, <laughs> yeah, you're frozen in time. But uh, no, so it's- He keeps it's, on looking at me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, well, I saw you in a picture a hundred years ago. That's yeah. Really, that's <laughs> uh, but uh, the, the issue I have like that I'd be nervous about is if they do it to everybody, then you just like cut to like eight years from now and we have like what's gonna look as like the knockoff Avengers, where it's like they're all back, all your faves, Iron Man, played by you know uh, uh, Freddie Prince Jr. or something like like it's just they're all just that's gonna a look great like, pig. That's for a great only idea. Freddie Prince Jr. is that a great pig? He's like, I'll do it. It's I'm, a great I'm, summer catch. Uh, why? <laughs> why would you know Freddie right Prince Jr.? Yeah. You know what? She's with with me, I think I think uh, with people get very very uh, attached to the actors and uh, actresses that embody these iconic roles for us but it's also it's all it's about the iconic role i mean yes there are some things that we don't necessarily want another Iron Man because uh, Robert Downey Jr. kind of made that fit for him. Like, right. he is Tony Stark. It's kind of like with uh, Samuel L. Jackson, where it's like, he is Nick Fury. Like, we could have a Nick Fury Jr., you know, that's that's still a possibility, but having somebody else step <laughs> into that, we, we wouldn't necessarily want that. But I also don't want to be too precious with these characters that we can't explore new realms of possibility. It's like the the Avengers game, like, uh, that they, that they have mm -hmm. coming out, that we finally have mm -hmm. that and one of the first things that people were saying is that it's not the actors they're like well no no <laughs> it's not for one they are super busy and then for two it's it's a whole different adventure you know right. avenger adventure so it's a different avenger adventure a different adventure. a different adventure of the of avengers would you want to venture into another avenger <laughs> adventure venture yeah. <laughs> capital yeah uh uh, quick, I just want to hear somebody pitch on Nick Fury Jr. <laughs> <laughs> is Nick Fury just a name? Is it really just a cover for being a scroll? Uh, scroll search, hashtag scroll search. Yeah. <laughs> I just like it being a baby or like a little toddler. With uh, also version. an yeah, eye patch. Who's lost his eye. Yeah. Uh, and Nick I like Fury. just has pink eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nick Fury played by Damon Wayans Jr. That's not In bad. a very <laughs> serious role, right? Like he's like, he's just, you know, He's very like, yeah, I'm, trying, I'm not my father, right? <laughs> I'm not him. I'm very much, I'm Nick Fury now, right? That's what I want. I kind of just like for uh, Talos's kid to just walk around as a mini Nick Fury. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I'm Nick Fury. Kill but like God. Sam Jackson's face, but yes. on a little toddler body. Yeah. And that's the thing, actually. It's, I actually, what you, what you were mentioning with the characters and the actors, I'm happy to, I'm looking forward anyway to see the divorce between the actors and the characters because mm -hmm. these actors have taken into these characters, like Spider-Man is Spider-Man in my head and that can be Tom Holland, that can be Tobey mm -hmm. Maguire, that can be a number of, Andrew Garfield did a great job as Spider-Man, as Spider-Man, I, I thought. Uh, to me, like they're going into a character similar to what James Bond is, like you're underneath Spider-Man. Like it doesn't matter who plays Batman to me, uh, you have to play into Batman. So then as long as like you you can put whatever your character type into that, you can put your your soul and your essence into it. Christian Bale isn't Michael Keaton, but they're all Batman. Interesting. I love uh, that. Quick uh quick tangent just because we didn't have we didn't have a chance to really talk about this on the show cuz it didn't exist at the time. Robert Pattinson Mm. Uh, uh, how are we feeling that? Is that just also kind of what you're saying? Where it's like, hey, you know what? You, if you can do it, then you're Batman now. I dig it. Yo, if, if you can do it, if you can do it, like, I, I like that. Because Heath Ledger showed that, like, right? To me, he, mm. he showed, like, hey, look, like, off of the bit, like, the work that he's done, you could tell that he was a decent actor. But, like, that level of actor, like, I love when someone can get that opportunity, right? Mm. Like, I want to see somebody get the opportunity to play Black Widow, uh, somebody get the opportunity to be a different Thor, you know, give mm -hmm. us a different flavor of that, because you're all still under the mantle of 
of that character. Yeah, and we're kind of talking about two different things, right? Like different actors taking on the same character role, but the comics have already done this with legacy characters. Like we have Miles mm. Morales, yes. who is a completely different nice. take on Spider-Man mm -hmm. than Peter well, it's a different character. It's a completely on. different character, and the, that's what like universe. they've already paved yeah. the way for this. Mm -hmm. Like we have X twenty three, Laura, mm. as opposed to Wolverine, right. Logan. James so I, I think that yeah. that's a distinction that we should acknowledge. You know, there's the version where you replace the character with a similar character brought in. Uh, or you replace the actor and they take over the mantle. I think you can do both. Like, I think you have to do yeah. both. I think yeah. it has to be a mix. Yeah, or you just uh, do what they're doing with the Batman and you have it take place in a completely like a completely different angle of what mm -hmm. you do. We're not expecting Christopher Nolan's Batman. We want Matt Reeve Batman. That's what we're getting. So with Robert Pattinson, I mean, it was so funny that the internet was just like, the Twilight guy? I'm like, um, yeah. you're like one of your favorite jokers was the 10 things I hate about you guy. It's like, don't right. talk about things that they did like 10 years ago. Yeah, I remember people not wanting a broke back joker. Like that was the whole thing. Like, <laughs> that was the the broke back guy. Yeah, you were not what actors yeah. are. That was so good. <laughs> that was a good movie. Uh, yeah, it's the, like, the look at, well, well, yeah, yeah, the, the, like, <laughs> yeah, the dark night. Yeah. I was talking about Brokeback Mountain, oh, gotcha. but like yeah, both yeah, of them are good in, good. in different yeah. ways. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, um, I don't know, there's there's a meme going around on the internet where it's like, hey, uh, you know, flowers and Christmas lights are, are both attractive, but it's, it's like you don't compare them to each other. You might just like flowers. You might just like Christmas lights. And that's what it is with uh, Robert Pattinson, kind yeah. of a thing with uh, Batman. Vampire oh. baseball. <laughs> we just saying phrases now. <laughs> Magnet poetry. Have you seen Twilight? No. Um, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Have yeah, we yeah, seen yeah. Twilight? Uh, no, fortunately. Um. Uh, but uh, okay. Earlier we were talking about uh, the idea of Black Widow being hunted down, mm -hmm. uh, and that's really cool. But we also have this. Uh, we don't know if it's it's confirmed, but we do have these pictures that kind of imply it and it's uh, rumored at least uh, people are thinking that Taskmaster is going to be an assassin that learns fighting skills uh, very quickly um, and is not going to have the ability to retain personal memories mm. um, which is, is based on the character. I think that's really interesting if it is this because Black Widow has her own issues with returning to her past so I wouldn't be surprised if it's a maybe a multi-timeline movie mm. or something about that um, but uh, it's kind of like if he's like the guy from Memento but he's also really good at fighting. Uh, so uh, what do you guys think about that potential of Taskmaster potentially being this main villain for Black Widow. Yeah, I like uh, Taskmaster is a fascinating character from the comics, and I'm trying to figure out like where the source of this rumor began because I don't think anyone on production said anything. There's no like concept art of Taskmaster anywhere. The character from these set photos looks nothing like Taskmaster. Looks, task nothing looks like, like a Power Ranger. He looks like a Power Ranger. I thought that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I, I think kind of understand it. I understand I kinda, it too. I it's a fascinating it. so it would be thematic. A great. It's a great villain for a Black Widow movie. I agree, yeah. I mean, uh, and especially when they did uh, for E3, like the, the new Marvel game, uh, Taskmaster is uh, the villain in that when they were doing the demo and Black Widow was actually fighting him. Mm -hmm. uh, and they went into the whole thing where it's like, uh, oh, I have a photographic or photo generic or photo, what is it? <laughs> photo, I've got the photo power. So uh, yeah. A photo, camera. Right. Yes, <laughs> I've, got, I've got cameras. Yeah, uh, so yeah, with him having that ability and then having to take that on it's like that's that's a really good matchup because sometimes people forget you know black widow's human mm -hmm. you know she's hanging out with all these uh, super or she was <laughs> hanging out with all yeah. of these uh, super powered individuals so it's like you would need somebody that has that superhuman edge but also has that tragic backstory i mean picture that picture that you have this dude that the thing that makes him special is also him choosing to forget everything. I mean, the whole thing with uh, him and his wife, Mercedes, and her being the org, like this, I'm um, going into comic books, you know, with it. It's, uh, this audience is okay with that. Okay, great, great. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, that is tragic, and that's what you need in a villain. You don't want a villain that's just like, rock'em, sock'em, robot, so boom, I win. You need to have a villain that you actually feel for where you you're kind of like hey I get where you're coming from you're doing it wrong but I get where you're coming from with it and then also I like to be in that place where it's like should she beat him because he kind of doesn't even understand why he's fighting anymore hmm. yeah Ooh, that is that's a great point and I think for me my hope is at least with this villain, whichever villain it is, let's say it's Taskmaster, uh, against Black Widow, uh, Scarlett Johansson did such a great job with like showing how invulnerable uh, she was, except uh, she had certain fears. Like, she, she would show her fear. And so like in Avengers, you had the Hulk, right? 
Uh, she was a total badass. But then the Hulk shows up, and oh my gosh, she's she's freaking out. Yeah, she doesn't know. What to, so my hope is that Taskmaster kind of puts her in that same place uh, where the actress Scarlet gets to act. You know, I'm tough, and she is. You know, but at the same time, she has her weaknesses, uh, and that's what that, that grounding human ability inside of her, like that, to me, is what's compelling about her whole character. Yeah, you want the villain to be uniquely tailored to the hero, right? So they should be some kind of inverse of them or the same person who just made different choices or had slightly different experiences, but they should be parallel mm -hmm. in some way, mm -hmm. equal opposites. But uh, if you think of that way, if like uh, Natasha Romanov was programmed to be this killer by the KGB, it'd be interesting to have another soldier who is programmed a certain way, but is programmed in a way to be an exact opposite of them. It's just, I don't know if the set photo is of a completely different villain. He's, <laughs> he's in a tank, he's wearing armor, he looks like G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra does not look like <laughs> the bottom half yeah. of him is the tank. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, he's a sonic villain. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, that all sounds cool. I like that stuff you're saying about the um the the perfectly matched villain. Uh one because I think it, it you know will always help contribute to the theme of the film. But it reminds me also uh, a lot of times when I'm thinking about Black Widow I think about alias if you guys remember that T V sure. show. Yeah. Uh, uh, and that was a old JJ Abrams uh, show. Mm -hmm. And he uh, created a villain that was essentially just an alternate take on Sidney Bristow um, and who was the bane of her existence for the entire series. And it's the perfect, that person that's perfectly matched. I think it's one of the reasons why we've always all uh, enjoyed, uh, you know, Lex Luthor is such a great villain. But really, Zod is the one that we're like, man, how does Superman deal with that? Because Lex Luthor, mm -hmm. he can kind of just like crush if he felt like it. <laughs> if he wanted to. Yeah. I, if he I wanted like, to go there. I like that you did that. For yeah, that's, yeah. that's how we were crushing. This new Superman might be head. about that life, though, crush? right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, this new Superman, like, kills people. At least, oh. yeah. I mean, like, he, Zack Snyder's Superman like a, yeah, has he, no qualms. He goes for it. Yeah. It's like, wait, it it if you do that, then we should all be afraid. Like, you yeah. can't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like your energy on this. is kind of like he's real. Yeah. <laughs> like, Yo, have you guys me. seen the news about Superman? I mean, <laughs> he killed someone. You, yeah. When he went and he snapped old boy's neck in that movie, I was like, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. Are we really okay you with this? You stand up in the theater. <laughs> I, I, I had my hands on my hips and yeah. I flipped me. over. Yeah. Pardon me. Yeah. Did yeah. you see Brightburn and assume this was just an ex-Zack Snyder movie of like, Superman origin story man, of that Superman? Brightburn was nuts. Yeah. <laughs> if you were about like uh, Superman being real and everything, this is like little, little Superman, not to be confused with Superboy, but sure. like... He oh like messed up in the way that only we could really mess up people. <laughs> yeah, like if you're an American child today, yeah. oh. what you would do with superpowers? Oh. Britney Spears. You would do Britney Spears. That's what happens. Well, oh, no, that's what okay. happens. Yeah, I like, what? Do. <laughs> what is this show? <laughs> you don't need superpowers <laughs> for that. You just need Spears. dance abilities. Oh Britney Spears uh, has like powers. Become, like you become Explain Britney Spears. Someone. You become Britney <laughs> gotcha, Spears. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, she's our Superman. Uh, God help us. Yeah. Uh, okay. So. Uh, Let's move on. <laughs> uh, let's talk about, uh, we were talking about Batman for a little bit. We're talking about this Matt Reeves version, mm -hmm. uh, which I'm getting pretty excited about. I, I actually am team yeah. Pattinson, uh, Battinson, uh, but- uh, Are you batting for Pattinson? Uh, sure, you're trying to give me a lot of tongue twisters today and I'm, I'm down with <laughs> it. Vampire baseball. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, your favorite band. Uh, so I, news, uh, news I saw this news this week about Andy Serkis potentially playing a villain in the new Batman movie. And here's what got me really interested. Uh, the, they're talking about how famously Andy Serkis is great with motion capture characters. Uh, I'm thinking, is this finally gonna be Clayface? Are we gonna mm. see Clayface in a movie? Oh. Um, so one, I wanna know if you guys uh, think it might be that, if I might be right on that guess, but also uh, who else do you think Andy Serkis could be? Clayface is one of the many ran, um, uh, rumored villains, Ooh, but there's also like nice. everyone in the rogues gallery is rumored to mm. be in this yep. movie. Some people are saying Penguin. Uh, penguin, for whatever reason, there's he some like casting report. He would kick the crap out of a penguin. Yeah. Well, well, out, out of, of a literal the penguin. penguin. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yes, yeah, yeah, Andy yeah. Serkis would he was take very on a penguin, penguin, penguin and win. Uh, and March of the Penguins, penguins part yes. two. Andy Serkis <laughs> <laughs> punting. Just oh, that would be awesome. What a good pull. I think Peter would have some problems with it. Being the penguin. Yeah, he would. Yeah, his version. His take on anything would be he's such a good like people right. know him mm -hmm. as like the mocap uh, golem figure but like what he's done as a uh, claw in the mcu mm -hmm. like he's brought so much life to that character who was super one-dimensional in the comics it was so goofy he, he brought so much interesting takes yeah. to that well, character. Or, 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 you actually hear a soundcloud is that anywhere 
His SoundCloud? Ulysses Claw. Yeah, where he, oh, was, he, he was like, right. yeah, oh, okay. did anybody find that? No. Oh, no, Dang, no. I still got to search for that. <laughs> uh, but also think of just Caesar, uh, which is also a Matt Reeves film, the uh, Planet of the Apes, oh, like sure, that yeah. Andy Serkis oh, sure. character, is the, yeah. this incredibly mm-hmm. like nuanced performance that's a full CGI performance. I actually prefer that performance to than uh, Gollum, because Gollum is, a, is kind of a, a bit more extreme in his emotions. It's almost mm-hmm. easier to read in a cartoonish kind of way. Mm-hmm. Not that he is but it's easier to see that but caesar is is i mean like deserves a, an acting oscar like yeah. like that role yeah. you know you mentioned uh clayface and i think what's great about having andy circus in that role clayface is a shapeshifter he can embody he's right. kind of like that's what i mean the mystique mm. of of the rogues gallery in a way like what if we have andy circus play every person that he shapes that's exactly into as well what i'm hoping for because the idea of clayface is that it's still the same person and he's just essentially changed his appearance but hit I don't think Clay. Well, Clayface did study as an actor, so maybe he's going to try to embody them differently. But yeah. I think it is about the fact that mentally they're linked; they're all the same person, you know, portrayed a little differently. Right now, I'm still thinking though of Benedict Cumberbatch as Smaug. Yeah, <laughs> right. the ping like, pong ball skin suit. Yeah. Yeah. I love he <laughs> went Smaug. Really over himself. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I'm pompous <laughs> and I have treasure. Um, I want uh, like deep fake technology has gotten scarily oh, good. God, it's gotten I want better to see than Clayface shift into other people and just like do the deep fake version that looks a little silly. Did you see the Henry Cavill deep fake? I have not. Was that where they removed his mustache? Yeah, they were (laughs) like, oh, there was a $300 million movie out there, tried to remove the guy's mustache and instead gave him a chin beneath his nose. But the deep fake version, which was just like computer software, did like a hundred times better job. Oh, was this the quarter crew? Those guys have been yeah, doing I all these so. interesting yeah. CGI videos. Yeah, and they just showed yeah. like, look, we just ran it through our software and we did a better job. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. And yeah. I like it that they're using their powers for good in that sense. Oh yeah, because deep fake is it's, it's scary <laughs> as we speak. Tech, yeah. Circus is so good. Like he could play any of those things. Like he could play Clayface and I, he would nail that. I'd love to see that energy. He could do Joker. He could crush Joker, I think. I'll, I'm thinking of, uh, from the animated series, the guy with the puppet. Y'all remember him? Uh, oh, the ventriloquist. Yeah, yeah, the ventriloquist. Yeah. Which character that do you mean? Be... The ventriloquist or the puppet? He could do both. Ooh, why not both? Why not yeah. both? Right? Like, I, I don't know. Like, he's, he's such a good actor. Like, with that... With that puppeteer, the ventriloquist, like to see that sadness and like all of that stuff that like, mm. pent up inside of him and all of it's coming out through the voice of this CG mm-hmm. dummy that he's voicing. Like, I feel like that'd be a cool parallel to watch. Yeah, yeah if you think the story that Matt Reeves is, we just did a video about like everything we know so far. Uh, and this uh, Andy Circus news came out afterwards. But you want a villain who is narrowly and specifically tailored to be an equal opposite of the villain. So in this Robert Pattinson version of Bruce Wayne and Batman, it's supposed to be this Hitchcockian mystery yeah, detective like noir. noir. Yeah, and yeah. so what uh, version of an Andy Serkis villain is going to be a reflection of that version of Batman, I guess is the question. So I don't know, do we want a big CGI spectacle of someone who's like shape-shifting into things? Uh, or is that all, a reflection depends, of that Bruce yeah, Wayne? Yeah, it all depends on the angle that you go with it. I mean, you could actually, I mean, the games did a really good job with um, doing foils for a detective noir type mm-hmm. yeah, of yeah. Batman. I mean, the and when you, uh, yes, the Arkham right. games. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I know, right? Arkham City. What? That, was, <laughs> yeah. that one was that one was my one. I think that one was. Uh, well, I'm not going to spoil the boss or anything oh, for that sure, one for, yeah. for anybody. Right. The but is big. Exactly mm-hmm. right. Um, yeah, but with that, I mean, you can dwell into a number like, hey. I realize uh, with Batman Forever, you know, that was a a Jim Carrey Riddler, but um, Enigma, there's a lot to be dwelled there. There's a Mm -hmm. lot that you can plumb in those dwells. And there's a lot of tragedy that comes with like being trapped into the own box of your own intellect and then not being able to see your way outside of that. I think Andy Serkis could do a really good job on doing with that. And it would really fit into a detective noir story kind of Batman. Yeah, give give Joker a little bit of a rest. He already has what yeah. two movies? Joker. One Ooh, that they're no advertising. Ooh, I got out. a pitch. I got a pitch on that. <laughs> what if it is an Arkham Asylum story, but it's vacant except except for Clayface, who is shape shifting into each member of the Rogues Gallery? And well, there Batman are there's that to... rumor that there's going to be a bunch of them, and yeah. that, that would at least uh, right. control that. Because a lot of times that that's a bad sign when they're like, "We're going to get every character you've ever heard of in there," and we're like, right. "Please yeah. don't do that." Yeah. But if it's all actually variations, it's on everyone. One what if it's like a Shutter Island? Yeah. Batman story. Yeah, you know it's funny yeah. not to spoil a different Arkham game, but there is an Arkham game that 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 makes me think of too. And it's basically a, a uh-huh. game in your mind the of what's one. happening. Yeah. And uh, that to me is actually the most appropriate of the Rogues Gallery in 
general, if you look at all of Batman, it's all stories about mental health and the different ways a mind can break. And so if we really like lean into that, it's like, well, what if also Batman's mind is breaking or someone else's? And we're, that's the journey that the audience is going to go on is a, is a mindfuck of a movie. Yeah, that sounds like a good Hitchcock kind of story, too, if you think like Psycho, Vertigo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, I like our movie. I'm signing up for it. Yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> All right. yes, I think we take my we'll, money. Yes. Yeah. Uh, or take ours. Uh, take yeah. my own money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great. All right, let's move on to something uh, less dark. We This has been kind of like like all the villains and all the grit. Uh, instead, let's talk about I Love You 3000. Oh. Uh, I guess it makes us sad, though, too. So it's one of these uh, super repeatable lines that everybody's bringing up from Avengers Endgame. It's Morgan Stark's I Love You 3000 to her father, Tony. Uh, now, right after that came out, a lot of people were tweeting us like crazy, like, don't you realize the whole MCU, it adds up to 3,000 minutes? And we were kind of like, well, no, it actually doesn't. We didn't know for sure. But it sounds like now they've confirmed with Spider-Man Far From Home being 129 minutes that the total on-screen time for the MCU thus far is going to be exactly 3,000 minutes. Uh, so first off, is there any way that they actually plan to do that before a few months ago? Right. Yeah. It would, it would put a big burden on the directors, of, on John Watts right now, on the Russo brothers, and on uh, the directors of uh, Captain Marvel, and on Ryan Coogler to like get within a specific window of runtime. I, I doubt it. I also want to say, like I've looked, everyone's source on this is one guy just got an Excel spreadsheet right. and just started plugging in numbers. Most of them do match the runtimes, but on some, they're including the credits. Uh, some of them, they are not including right. the credits. So it's like, okay, we're, we're kind of juking the stats a little bit to, to try to make this fit. Um, but I, yeah, it would be kind of crazy coincidental. I, it sounds like the, I Love You 3000 origin was Robert Downey Jr. That's something he says. I feel like he improvised that. I feel mm-hmm. like he improvised it and we're building a thing around. Yeah, he pitched it to the writers. <laughs> hey, this is something I say right. with my kids or I think he has it in his family so they've worked it into the script that way. But it is... Even if it's close to 3,000 minutes total, yeah, I got to say that is oddly coincidental. I think it's just a really cute thing, and I do think that we're just kind of making it fit into that yeah. because we because it's a it's a beautiful, heartfelt type of a thing. So I think maybe we're building it up more than what it is. Uh, yeah, some people I've seen have speculated that there could be like. Uh, you know, the generations of mock armor, of right. Tony Stark armor. Maybe mm. like Morgan Stark will have the Mach 3000 when right. she comes of age and becomes the next Iron Man in the future. It'd be kind of fun. A nice callback if they choose to yeah, do that the, in the future. The 3, Take armor. the idea, Marvel, if you want it. I didn't come up with it. But uh, <laughs> I think that'd be a fun thing. Just if the number 3000 comes back in loving ways in the future, why not? Everything's an Easter egg in these movies. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah. we force everything to be an Easter egg in these movies. We do. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get up to 75 in cool. Toy Story 4. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, uh, before we get into, there's a little bit more. Uh, there's some Guardians news that we're going to get into and some Star Wars news we're going to get into. Uh, real quick, we're just going to throw to a break to thank our sponsors who help us bring you the show. New Rockstar's Rogue Theory is brought to you by some very nice sponsors. Wix allows you to build your own professional website with thousands of templates so your site can do whatever you need it to do. Whether you're starting a blog or a business, Wix has a professional solution to fit your needs. New Rockstar's used Wix to build an interactive website for you to get more involved with us. NewRockstar'sFan.com lets you give us feedback and suggest future video topics. The newly launched Wix Turbo even loads faster than other websites. They take care of the heavy lifting so you can have full creative freedom over your website website, whether it's your first website or you're a veteran designer. Get started today for free at wix.com slash rockstars and apply code rockstars at checkout to get 10% off when upgrading to premium. Again, use the URL wix.com slash rockstars and apply code rockstars at checkout to get 10% off when upgrading to premium. BetterHelp is a great service that helps you make a positive change in your life. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or prevents you from achieving your goals? If so, BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who specialize in issues like depression, stress, anxiety, grief, and more. Connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. Anything you share is confidential and it's really convenient. You can get help on your own time at your own pace. Schedule secure video or phone sessions. Plus there's chat and texting with your therapist too. If you're not happy with your counselor, you can request a new one at any time at no additional charge. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option and Rogue Theory listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code ROCKSTARS. So, why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash rockstars. 
uh, I'm a sponsor. You, <laughs> you should, you should help. You should get watch the show. And we're back. <laughs> cool. All right. Thank you so much to them. Uh, but moving on to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 news. So James Gunn just tweeted this week that the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie, I'm surprised that people thought this was going to be a possibility. He tweeted, no, it's not going to be called as Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, and so a lot of people are like, you know, thinking that there's Thor is going to play this major role in the next Guardians film. Uh, but what I want us to kind of dissect, and this is actually the conversation that I'm seeing is happening a lot online, is is he rejecting the idea of Thor really being part of the next Guardians movie entirely, or is it just about the title? And also, do you want Thor? Remember, he wasn't really part of the decision-making for a little while there while he was fired. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he didn't know that Thor was going to end up in the situation that he was going to end up in. Uh, what do you guys think? I would love for Thor to be part of the Guardians of the Galaxy in a future film. Just knowing the timeline here, James Gunn wrote the script and finished the script and the soundtrack for Guardians Volume 3 before he was fired and was already starting to develop things in terms of the production. So I have to assume that he didn't assume that he would have Thor to use as a character in his script. And he probably has some other idea in terms of what's Rocket's journey going to be? How's Adam Warlock going to come to the story? There's some rumors that the High Evolutionary might be part of Volume 3. And maybe, I assume James Gunn would love to have Thor be part of his story, but exactly. the way these Marvel directors work, they're kind of in their own little bubble. And I think he, uh, I'm just going to disagree in that I don't think he wants them. Honestly, I don't yeah. think he needs him, and like, I don't I think, think we. Right. I don't think we need. Oh, we don't need that in a in our Guardians like uh, universe. I mean, because uh, I'm looking forward to having. A, I, I believe it was. Which which one is it that they're that they're warlock? No, Adam Warlock. At yeah, the, I think the, they're having Adam Warlock, and because uh, oh, that, that, that was a yeah. possibility, yeah, and it was it was set up was there, yeah. exactly, and it was set up in uh, in the second one. Uh, I'd love for that powerful individual to be in there. I don't necessarily need Thor in there too. Thor needs to go on Thor's own way. He has a lot of healing to do, you know. Yeah, um, so I I want him to do that. Yeah, no, I I thought it was a really great bit. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind for him to be in there for like a cameo kind of a thing. It's right. like, oh no, this guy kind of a, but no, not as part of the main crew. I, I want them to uh, go ahead and try to rebuild the relationship between um, Star Lord and Gamora. I want to, you know, see yeah. that happen. The There's a lot Gamora. of other stuff mm-hmm. besides having Thor in it. You know. Yeah. yeah. Although I, I do, I do hate that they didn't keep the title as Guardians of the Galaxy because I was hoping they put Grandmasters like emoji after it, as Guardians, and be like, as Guardians. I like your pitch that uh, it's a cameo because then it could be this like recurring thing, kind of like the mm-hmm. National Lampoon's Vacation hot babe in the in the red convertible or whatever, like in any or, or cousin Eddie or something. In every single one of these movies, Thor is gonna get jammed in there at some point and just like ruin Star-Lord's day. Or like Eugene Levy in the American Pie movie. Yeah, He's the link of all of them. Neil Patrick Harris and all the uh, Harold and Kumar. Yeah, the White Castle. It's just like there's always some reason they need Thor's help or Thor shows up or something. I love the idea. I love the idea of Thor being in Guardians of the Galaxy. I Mm. I would, I sit, oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. (laughs) Just the the comedic stuff that between him and Rocket, and, and more importantly, that parallel like the demigods between uh, Thor and and uh, Star Lord, right? Like it's it's so cool to. For me, I love like those moments where you have like Thor, who like is a fully realized god in our eyes, and Star Lord, who is literally half god. And, like mm-hmm. it's easy to forget yeah. that he was flying around the second one. Like, wait, this guy like controls like part of the universe. He can like, <laughs> it's insane how strong he is. Uh, he held an Infinity Stone and did not die. Uh, so maybe he should have. Never mind. Uh, but yeah, like it's. I love the idea of having him in there. Like, sure, I don't want the entire story to to be about him. I I like the idea of him sitting in the captain's chair, and every time they come back from a mission, oh, what? How did it go out there today? You know, that's my Thor impersonation. I love the Thor impersonation. Yeah, yeah. 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 audio listeners were confused. Yeah, that's that's a little better than Eric's impression. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm I Thor. Humble. See, you don't say the name of the person you're impressing, uh, doing an impression of normally. Yeah, and that's and why they're always confusing. No one knows who you are. <laughs> You're just doing the voice. Uh, hey, yeah. Nate said something crazy that I want to explore. It was a kind of an interesting idea there. You kind of were implying, I think, for a second, what if Star Lord had been the one to snap at the end of mm-hmm. Endgame? Would he have survived it? I think so. Interesting. I think so. I, I, I think story-wise, he couldn't. But I think just 
with the amount of power that he has, like, because Ga- Galaxy 2, like, really threw me off, like, with their power levels. Like, I didn't realize Gamora was that strong uh, until I saw Galaxy 2, where I was like, okay, she's, like, carrying, like, like an airplane almost, like, the, the gun machine, like, the turret off of, like, a spaceship. She can just pick it up. Like, wait, she was that strong? Uh, she was, like, having trouble putting Star-Lord in a bag earlier. Like, what's, what's, the, what's happening? Uh, and then at the end of it, you have him, like, flying around, like, with his, with his god dad. And to me, it's like, well, if you wanted to go that choice, uh, Dr. Strange was like, there's only one person who can do it. I was like, nah, there's two. <laughs> There's yeah. at least three because now you got Captain Marvel in there also. Marvel, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean well, gonna, we know the gonna, Hulk survived. If we're going to talk Hulk about Endgame it. with like that kind of a thing, where it's just like, all right, so you're going to help Peter get uh, Spider-Man get to somewhere, and you're not just going to grab the glove and just do it, snap it yourself, and just snap it yourself. Yeah, but you know, that's that's. Yeah, That's all the powers very... are kind of relative. Freaking Hawkeye held the soul stone <laughs> in his hand. Hawkeye. Well, you he doesn't know what's ouch, going on. He just keeps bouncing it was back yeah. and forth. It's fine. Yeah, it's all kind of relative. I think yeah. the only thing that killed Stark was the fact that it was all of them. I mean, it's the snap yeah. itself, yeah. and somehow there's an energy surge that kills you. And also, you he know, had he's... been uh, stabbed in the stomach right. a couple and years he before. he didn't want to do more movies. Yeah. That's probably a little bit of what it was. I'm not familiar with this idea of movies. I'm purely in universe now so when characters die they die in real life right that's but, like how superman really kills people it's he yo, does, he does and he's outside waiting for you right now <laughs> what that's, i mean that's literally Why the worst that that's the someone? worst thing like, because it's what i believe <laughs> it's his really wrong prove yeah. me wrong yeah. um have you seen twilight no okay. we already covered that <laughs> uh I think you cool. had time to watch it all right uh so I like that we, um, sounds like so- only some of us want a pun to control the plot of a movie as Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, but great. All right. Uh, so Daisy Ridley was speaking out uh, about her character uh, in Star Wars. Uh, apparently, she is not going to be in another Star Wars trilogy. Uh, a lot of us know that supposedly it's no longer going to be about the Skywalkers uh, or that saga in the upcoming trilogies, but the, we didn't previously know that it would no longer be about her either. Uh, so what do we think that means about these new trilogies? Are they completely disconnected? Does it mean something about her character, Ray potentially either dying or maybe she is a Skywalker and that's still yet to be revealed and that's why, well, the Skywalker saga is, is over with her. What do we think uh, this news means for where it's all heading? I think it just tells us that it's not, uh, ultimately the future is not about any of these one characters. That the Last Jedi, uh, or The Last Jedi and Rise of the Skywalker will close the book on this trilogy of characters and maybe they won't need to do what they did with this trilogy and bring mm-hmm. back Luke Skywalker and Han and Chewie and they can just kind of tell a new story in a different side of the universe kind of like what we saw with Rogue One which is pretty detached that was so yeah. good yeah. I would love to have it. more yeah I would love to have more movies like plugging in holes and we know there are holes we we love these we love these stories we know there are holes that they can actually do like another like Rogue One like story with I would love for them to have like uh, maybe just a trilogy of that and it's it can end in any way everyone can die I'm sorry I got really happy about death right then well it's just because we're <laughs> It, it it feels like with a lot of um, IPs, they're trying to stretch it out into three trilogies, uh, three trilogies. Yes, well, this one three is trilogies. Actually, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, when it's like, you know, it, there's nothing wrong with a one and done. There, there really isn't. And Rogue One was that. I, I well, wouldn't mind having that again. Well, but there are more trilogies again. coming. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, yeah, there, there like, are. Like uh, Benioff and Weiss uh, have theirs. Yeah, Does they Ryan Johnson do. also have mm-hmm. potentially? Talks, it's, it's, yeah. un, it's unclear yeah. whether or not. He I does, would yeah. hope with this next Star Wars coming out that mm. they're going to introduce a variety of new storylines and characters. Like we have that one actress who's playing. She said she's playing Jana, and then my first thought was Jana Solo, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which would be kind of epic uh, if it turned out that she was an interpretation of that character or that character. Which itself. they've done with other characters. Exactly. Uh, I mean, Ray and Kylo Ren are probably interpretations of, of uh, previous lore characters. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. it's like um, going ahead and uh, you know going forth with those characters. I would be a okay with. I mean, it doesn't all have to be Skywalker anymore. Yeah, but without Imin Ray at all. I mean, mm-hmm. well, here's here's an, another question. Uh, let's ditch my old question. Uh, do you guys think that you you we're gonna feel satisfied if we? end Ray's story in just one more movie. Do you think that we're going to be like, yeah, that was all we needed from Ray? They would have to do, they'd have to give me so much in that two and a half hours for me to feel satisfied with the story of 
Ray thus far. Uh, and it may, perhaps that's the intention. Might, you know, the yeah. trailer the trailer is showing her, you know, like kind of taking charge here. And that, that's literally what I need. Like, I, I don't know. For me, she's kind of like, she's been, her character's been one note to me. She, it's just like, all this stuff happened to me. We have to go in this direction. And it's, it seems as if she's just sort of being pushed in that direction as opposed to like, I don't know, driving it herself. Like she went over to Luke in that, that island with the, you know, the weird hole in it, I guess, the weird dark dark side hole in the bottom of it. Uh, but for me, it's like, I don't know, the, the choices like, that she's making all seem to be relegated to like what the Skywalker tier She's reactionary, reactionary to their story. That's a great yeah. way, but reactionary. And so to me, it's like my hope is at this one, she's like, give me my lightsaber, let's go. Right. Like, I'm doing this. Uh, get behind me. And that's, if they don't do that, then I don't know. To me, it's like, okay, well then, why her and not just a Skywalker? Yeah, do we think uh, Last Jedi or Rise of the Skywalker is going to just ignore some of the revelations that the Last Jedi seem to? Uh, right? Maybe I'm getting so emotional. Oh. <laughs> no, I just God, you sound I, like a Wookiee. <laughs> <laughs> I hate being called a Wookiee because I can't do the voice. The, yeah, because I mean, it seemed like Kylo Ren was just like, no, your parents were nobodies. So yeah. is there any more mystery left with Ray? Well, I think that's I mean, the frustration with Ray in the okay, last show. Okay, uh, uh, let's take bets right now, and then we're gonna uh, okay. you're gonna have to pay up when this movie comes out. Are they going to kind of retcon that moment and be like, except just kidding, your parents are important, famous nobodies? Do you think that they're gonna stand by this thing where she really is a, a nobody, or do you think there's a big reveal of, especially a rise of a Skywalker, maybe? Yeah. Ah. Uh, I, I think they're going to retcon it. I think they're going to, well, maybe not retcon, maybe just say, like, we're, we're kidding, we lied oh, to you. Were, yeah. Right, yeah, it's, she actually is the, the daughter of whomever, uh, you know, the emperor's line or something like yeah. that. Uh, because it just, to me, that whole movie since the 1970s has been about, like, lineage, right? And it's been about, like, okay, uh, all of them are underneath the Jedi order, right? And, like, that's all from Yoda, and it comes down, down, down. Uh, this movie, like... I don't know to have her just be completely nothing like, like not related to anybody uh i don't know if that's more powerful than if she was the long lost twin of someone else like that seems more star wars to me but yeah. could be wrong. i mean yeah star wars does happen to be sure it's a you know galaxy that's far far away and it's a, a long long time ago but at the same time uh there's serendipity Right, mm. twins do happen to get yeah, reunited right. and mm-hmm. have sexual tension for a movie, and then they get rid of that. Right, they don't talk about it. Right, they don't talk about that. But like, yeah, <laughs> it does have a lot to do with like, oh, of all the people that you could have met in the universe, you happen to meet the exact right, right. person. And they do that, like, I mean, like they had that parallel with they can just like her and Kylo Ren can just see each other, right? Like the wall right. would just open and they can just look at each other. It's like, well, why? You're you're. Force time, right? Right. It's like, well, why? Why? How are you not related to anything? You're nobody. You just ain't nobody who came up. But you're specifically looking at the son of Han Solo and uh, uh, Leia, right? Like that's why that. Yeah. Why is the Force choosing to connect these two people? These two people to the point where it's like they're in the same room. Like that's odd. So. I don't know. I think, yeah, they I have think to it would require that. these movies to just say that like lineage is not important, which they started that sentence mm-hmm. in The Last Jedi. It would require the rise of Skywalker to finish it by saying like the fact that you're nobody is important. It's not something that's just whatever. The fact that you had this relationship with Luke Skywalker and this connection, the force doesn't care about bloodlines. It cares about some kind of inner soul quality. And one interesting theory that I saw coming out of this rise of Skywalker trailer is that maybe Skywalker is like a lowercase S term. It's a, uh, it's a new term for Jedi in the future that we are no longer Jedi. We've departed from the Jedi order and what that meant this whole binary view of the universe and this more complex gray Jedi view of the world and what Luke Skywalker was in The Last Jedi, that's the kind of tradition we want to go forward now. Not someone who looks at light and dark, but some kind of mix between them. And now Skywalker is a new order. You, mm-hmm. There are now a generation of multiple Skywalkers. Like the Grey right. Force kind like the, of a thing. Yeah, the Grey Force. Approach. Well, and I do um, believe, sorry, that real quick, that the Skywalker last name, it does come from a position, the same way that our last names on, on Earth mm-hmm. all either come from who Smith you, who, or Potter. Yeah, exactly, or Miller mm-hmm. or something. I think Skywalker is that way too, so it could be just 
you know, that position is returning. Yeah, someone yeah. who walks upside down and w- walks around with a mirror and they're walking. <laughs> this guy, yes. that's, yeah. that's exactly how they do it. You know, yeah. a, a crazy people, person. You know. Offshoot, <laughs> yeah. offshoot of the ceiling walkers. Yes, the ceiling walkers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. marijuana reference. Oh, oh the, wait, the ceiling walkers <laughs> or the skywalkers? The OG skywalkers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they fly. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm, I'm also about um, balance and uh, revolution. So for me, I, I love that Ray was like, hey, your parents were nobodies. Because for me, it was kind of like a, you know, kind of like an uh, the immigrant story, where it's just like, yes, you can be first generation, uh, literally come from what people say, you come from nowhere, you're you're nobody, and then rise to the occasion, become this, you know, epic Jedi. I love that because you know that makes me feel like, yeah, I can do anything. I can do mm-hmm. my groceries and my laundry in one day. You know, you know that kind of a thing. Or, but you know epically with like theme music in the background. You just play John Williams score while you're doing laundry becomes because, epic. Yeah, very yeah, epic, yeah, I need to hire some assistants just to do that. Yeah. And you know, if anybody wants to help me out with that, like let's say 15 an hour. I would gladly yeah, that would be great. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, with with uh, Ray in general, I mean, I I could see Han Solo getting around and you know being a kind of party animal kind of thing, which would make Kylo. I could see Han Solo getting around. Would make <laughs> Kylo right. and Ray be you know brother and sister. That is totally a possibility. But I really like the you know she literally raised herself up kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, uh, famously Star Wars. Uh, every trilogy of Star Wars, in some ways, is a retelling of the story of King Arthur. And uh, anyone can be king in the story of King Arthur. They just have to have that noble heart. Uh, and that could be what Ray is representing in this trilogy. Yes. Uh, so let's move on to rogue questions. This is kind of a new thing we're trying out here. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll woo, but then you might not like it. Let's see how it goes. Uh, these okay. are these are random questions. Uh, we don't know what they're going to be, uh, but you just got to answer them quickly and then see what happens. Are you guys ready? Yes. 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 All right. Anybody can answer. Uh, people are stealing menus and silverware from the new Star Wars Galaxy's Edge section Good. of Disneyland and selling them on eBay. Uh, what would you want to steal from Disneyland? Okay, I, I would go to Galaxy's Edge and if they have like Moscow Mule looking like galactic mugs, I'd get one of those. <laughs> I think you can probably buy those. <laughs> well, no, you said about stealing though. So it's, like... <laughs> it's true, there, there are no laws in this question. I want to steal the entirety of Disneyland and I want to have it on my own little island and it's just mine. I want to live there. Can I go there please? Only if you can hold on to this character for all these questions. Got it, done. That's <laughs> yeah. what it takes. All if right. there is an actor walking around as Lando, I want to take Lando's oh. outfit and walk out as Lando. That's awesome. Are yeah, you going to hurt the actor? No, 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 no. Okay, cool. <laughs> that's oh, usually, no. usually that guy's right, like yeah. tied up and he's like, help, help, get stuff. He's wearing your clothes and he has to you now. All right, that one's done. Kevin Feige has said that Marvel talked to Jake Gyllenhaal many times over the years about playing other roles. Besides Mysterio, real quick, who would have been great as? Uh, he would have been a pretty good cap, I think. You know, just a nice-looking young man who always Ooh. does the right thing. God, I mean, he could literally be anybody. Uh, Pepper we'll, Potts. We'll, <laughs> no, uh, we'll bring in we'll bring in X Men and he's Beast. <laughs> they, oh, I'm I gonna say that. that like that's awesome. They meld together, and that's yeah. Yeah, oh, very furry Jake Gyllenhaal. He's kind of crazy. You see him in Nightcrawler. That guy likes mm-hmm. to get weird. Oh so. yeah, he can be Nightcrawler. Yeah. Jimmy Renner is releasing original music. Quick. Your best Hawkeye-inspired song titles. Uh, Hawkeye will walk 500 miles. Hawkeye <laughs> will walk. Yeah, I think you got it. All right, you <laughs> don't need to sing them, too. <laughs> I think we should sing them. Okay, fine. We you gotta sing them. to them, right? Uh, Nate, what do you got? Uh, what's the point? Oh, uh, not bad. No, yeah. <laughs> of this show or the question? Oh, no, no, no. no, no, no. Okay, um, Hawkeye through your heart. <laughs> uh, like shot, shot, shot through, through your heart. heart. Hawkeye through the yeah. heart. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, James Wan is working on an Aquaman spinoff set in the trench that will be a monster horror movie. What other characters could get a good horror movie spinoff? And I'll just throw out there, Swamp Thing is potentially going to be turned into a movie, which is great because the show is great mm-hmm. and got canceled. Uh, other characters that you could do a horror take on? Sure. Uh, you could do a horror take with Jessica Cruz uh, for Green Lantern because uh, she has like the PTSD. She's like trapped in her own um, her own house. And then also her, her ring uh, is haunted by another entity. So mm. she goes through this whole thing where she has to battle her demons and literally battle demons to be able to become Green Lantern. 
Yeah, or what about uh, uh, John Wick universe, but a real Baba Yaga story where it's just from the point of view of the gangsters who fear the Baba Yaga, uh, and it's Yaga. just Keanu Reeves is playing like a Michael Myers Baba Yaga figure. Like you don't you yeah. don't see John Wick right. a lot of times. You just hear people scream and then yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Constantine is already considered horror. Would that already I be? I mean, there's been non-horror versions yeah. of Could it. Could totally right. get a sequel of that, though. Oh, gosh. Let's today. Get Keanu, horror get Keanu yeah. back. Right, straight up horror Constantine. Like, yeah, going there, I think, would be super it's cool. Pretty good. I want Batman Elseworld films ah. uh, that are just like different, uh, a different actor plays Batman every time, and it's a very different take on it. So a scarecrow horror film, you know, mm. psychological and actual horror. Uh, that'd be great. And there's a ghost uh, in that. There's a ghost. There's, there's, there's always, always a ghost. A ghost. Yeah. It's a white um, Well, there's sheet. ghosts yes. everywhere right now. <laughs> Uh, all right, so Tom Hardy has been <laughs> uh, Tom Hardy has been confirmed to play Venom in a second movie. Does anyone uh, can anyone attempt real quick an Eddie Brock tur- turning into Venom impression? <laughs> oh, I hate I hate Peter Parker. He he thinks he's better than me. He thinks nah, he thinks he's better than I. And I am not a crook. <laughs> uh, we are better than Peter. Are we getting a close up on that tongue action? <laughs> 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 oh, it's, it's, it is Tom Hardy doing the voice of Venom. He's like, just Eddie. I eat um, what? I need to eat lobsters when they're in the tank. <laughs> My favorite movie lines are just like characters' inner monologues during the mundane things they do in movies. Like, oh, oh no, there's a nuke going off, little John Connor on the other side of that fence. Ah, I'm a skeleton now. <laughs> it's a famous <laughs> line of movie. That's AFI yeah. Top 100 in I'm my book. Yeah, like, I'm a skeleton now. <laughs> Not, yeah. She says that right after No Fate. So yeah. 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 But with <laughs> no lips. Either. His ruby slippers are just up for the taking. Who's I gotta walk on this yellow pathway now. This all Toto. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tom Holland stopped a woman from getting crushed by autograph seekers this week and told a story also about helping a woman who passed out on a plane. Uh, Eric, do you want to apologize for crushing this woman to get Tom Holland's autograph? No apology. <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, it, it's worth it. No. Uh, who of the Avengers is most likely to be a real life superhero? Which actor? I would like yeah. to think that all of them would be. Yeah. Dave well, Batista's here's the thing, guys, about heroism. Everyday behavior should just be heroism, right? We shouldn't elevate these people to be heroes just because they help someone who's getting trampled. That's what we should all do in those situations. Zoe Saldana. Yeah, I like that answer better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Saldana. Yeah. There you go. All right, that's it for road questions. Uh, yeah. And bearded Chris Evans. Uh, oh, bearded Chris Evans could oh, yes. be anything. Yeah. Bearded uh, Chris uh, Evans. Yeah, because let's remember, like, sure, the character held the helicopter, uh, you know, on the top of that building, mm-hmm. but Chris Evans looked like that yes. while holding that. That helicopter. Uh, we'll drop that in the uh, uh, video version of this if you want to see that. And also, uh, the person screaming, I'm a skeleton now. That's it for this episode of Rogue Sarah Theory. Uh, thanks for going rogue with us, guys. Thank yeah. you so much to our guests. Uh, we have Nate Sherman, who you can see uh, in the comedy show Black People at Second City. Uh, that's in Hollywood uh, on July 31st. Markia McCarty, uh, you were telling us earlier that you, you've got a new show coming out? Oh, well, I'm on a new show that All Deaf Digital is doing. It's called Gamepad, where they uh, they come and they look at your gamepad, and I have one at DC, so they came in and we chatted, did a little set tour, and that's awesome. Everything. And yeah. you can also cool. be seen on DC and also on Nerdist. Yes, DC Daily, and then also Nerdist in a variety of uh, different ways. Nerdist and Geek and Sundry. Gotcha, and follow her on social too. Uh, and then Eric, what do you got coming out this week? Oh, um, you know, just some crazy, crazy theory videos. You can find one on the channel right now about a deleted scene from Spider-Man: Far From Home, and about uh, other details about Black Widow, and uh, yeah, all these like post-credit scenes that are happening with the Endgame re-release. We got videos coming out about that this weekend and for uh, Spider-Man Far From Home next week and Stranger Things Season uh, 3. We're going to break down all the 80s references that it stole its characters and plots from. Seriously. (laughs) Uh, Awesome. All right. Follow everybody uh, on Twitter and Instagram uh, and follow New Rockstars. Make sure to subscribe to the channel and also to this podcast feed. Uh, Just I don't know if you guys remember this uh, from before, but we still release these faster on the podcast uh, as well as every video that Eric was just talking about too. That'll be on the Inside Marvel podcast, or also the new Wookie Leaks podcast for our new Star Wars stuff. Uh, but just enjoy it all. It's a great time to be alive. Happy June. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Of course, you're alive. Good time to nerd. Yeah.